live from that's the first time I ever looked at Matt before I talked. Live from 2022. Again, it's your heartwarming dose of busy nuggets. Joined as always by eminent Emma Lurking and oh, manicured Matt Muscardi. I'm basically fake whipped cream. Today, in our noodly nuggets called January 4th, 2022, a CEO is guilty of something. PBR has a potty mouth, and Bloomberg hates ESG. What does Bloomberg hate? We'll, we'll try to figure it out later. What does? What don't they hate? But the big story of the day is obvious. You've seen it in all the papers, I hope, by now, and that is Paps Blue Ribbon apologizes for tweeting, not drinking this January, try eating ass. Sorry, I, <laughs> I think that was the tweet. I'm not proud of, of this mm-hmm. story, and um, I can only do it with Matt around, so thank God Matt joined us today, because he lost power for most of the morning. Here we go, Matt. <laughs> uh, so PBR tweeted, not drinking this January, try eating ass. One Twitter user said, PBR or ass, what's the difference? Uh, the, the corporate account replied, ask your mom. <laughs> Another Twitter re- uh, user replied, I don't know what this is about, but it's hilarious. And then again, the corporate account replied, it's about ass and eating it. <laughs> I mean, like, I know this sounds silly, but just just be warned that in our 2022 wrap up, this is probably be going to resurface again because this is crazy. I mean, this is this is corporate craziness. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so they, yeah, they apologized. And I love when they say this. They said, in no way. Does the content of these tweets reflect the values of Paps and our no associates? Way. But, but I mean, you hired him. It's obviously a him, but so clearly it does reflect something, right? Am I wrong here? Uh, I, no. They hire asses. <laughs> that's how, that's how it does reflect. <laughs> so I did a little digging. I don't know much about PBR. Uh, the website lists six executives, including CEO and chair Eugene Kasper, uh, a crazy Russian. But that's actually a mistake. They've been, they've um, they've employed someone to tweet about ass, but not to update their website because uh, Paul Chibe became CEO on December first. So PBR's website is uh, <laughs> at least five weeks good. behind. So that's seven executives and only one woman, which surprises no one, and that's Chief Cultural Officer. Elia Wilhelm. Sounds like a challenging culture to wrangle, Elia. I mean, imagine dealing with that. In fairness, yeah. those tweets were sent in 1997. So, <laughs> PBR <laughs> is owned by uh, now Executive Chair Cashper in TSG Consumer Partners, a San Francisco-based private equity firm. Senior leadership at TSG is notably female and blonde. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just reporting what I see. I, I went down a rabbit hole of like Roger Ailes, Fox News jokes, but I decided not to do it because I thought it would make me look like a jerk. Uh, so TSG Consumer, 17 That's executives. control <laughs> TSG <laughs> Consumer, 17 executives, six of whom are blonde female. That's a full 35%. And that's that's notable. I'm just saying. Even the New York Times backs me up here. They had a piece about TSG as an anomaly in the private equity industry for its high percentage of female employees. of employees are women compared to 14% of private equity professionals in North America. That's from uh, research uh, from Prequin. 
Yeah. Woo-hoo. So there you go. Uh, that's who owns the, the, the company that tweets about ass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if I'm going to uh, nitpick frequent, yeah. none of those were blonde statistics. Now I'm curious about those. No, that's just me. I've just, I've, I'm like, I guess I'm very But that's Aryan what I'm saying. Focused. You can only get that problem. at free float. Frequent. You. you can only They're get too free afraid float. to go there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big story of the day, right, Emma? Is there anything else interesting? Um, there's a slightly, there's oh. a, it's a smaller oh. story, not as interesting, but and I don't know. And it's a the bit of a coincidence, Elizabeth no? Like I didn't even, I didn't even it realize is a bit writing of a that story that you would be talking about another blonde, uh, an, uh, an infamous Yeah, blonde. no, this infamous, is, this yeah. is all blonde news today, um, <laughs> from Three Brunettes. Sorry, sorry, world. So not as big a deal, obviously, but the Elizabeth Holmes verdict has finally arrived and it's sort of satisfying. She was found guilty on four out of 11 charges and faces up to 20 years in prison and a 250 grand fine per count. So she could be charged. I don't know. But the the general breakdown is as follows. Four not guilties. Four guilties and three no verdicts and one dropped charge. Was it a, it's a push? The not guilty charges, the not guilty charges basically absolve her of any wrongdoing when it comes to Theranos patients. While the guilty charges Bullshit. primarily involve defrauding her big time investors, including but not limited to Betsy DeVos, Henry Kissinger's lawyer, and a massive investment firm in San Francisco that brought in Department of Defense money. So cool. you know, Full of all the women. people who deserve recompense. <laughs> clearly, well, Betsy DeVos. Um, Oh yeah, my it favorite. is a blonde. It is uh, a blonde episode. <laughs> we another one. Look, this is this is an anomaly um, in this world. I'm just saying. Yes, it is. All of that is striking for a number of reasons. The main one being that the guilty charges seem to center wealthy people and institutions who were negatively impacted financially, while the not guilty charges were mostly about patients who were misdiagnosed with potentially yeah, deadly conditions. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, Oops. not great. Uh, oh. Yeah. A woman was misdiagnosed with HIV. Eh. A person was misdiagnosed twice with prostate cancer. Eh. It was bad. But the juicy stuff actually is in the third category. No verdict. The no verdict charges are as follows. Wire fraud involving Alan Eisman, a retired money manager from Texas who personally invested a million dollars in Theranos. And Alan was actually offered five times his initial investment in 2010 by Elizabeth Holmes to buy back his shares. Which he refused. Number two, wire fraud in connection to a $5 million investment from Black Diamond Ventures, an LA-based venture capital firm. And apparently this firm was heavily cautioned to not invest in Theranos, which they proceeded to do anyway. And finally, number three, wire fraud regarding a $5 million investment from Hall Group, a Texan investment firm who never actually had a single meeting with Elizabeth Holmes before investing. Because the jury was in a deadlock, these charges will most likely be declared as a mistrial. But it, all in all, generally sounds like some idiots not doing due diligence to me. But I suppose they shouldn't have been defrauded Wait, regardless. I don't know. We can talk about this in our newly added conversational piece to the, that we append to the end of our the show. Air but quotes why, conversation. Why the hell is that the it's juicy part? Those no verdicts are juicy? How? I don't get it. But we can save it. I we think- can save it. Not one okay, of them I'll was blonde. It. I'll save it. I don't feel, I didn't not feel any juice. I didn't feel thirsty. I didn't feel I, nothing. Sorry, All right, well, Emma. then you give me some juice, Damien. Right. What do you have? Later. You can, you can explain to me later. All right. Uh, one more story today. Here's the story. Oh, out of Bloomberg. 
we're kind of following up on Bloomberg is doing a lot of pieces about like uh, MSCI, ESG, BlackRock. So here's a follow up. We talked about, didn't we talk about this, Matt? Did we talk about this? I feel like we did. Who cares? This is like all we talk about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> here's the headline. How BlackRock made ESG the hottest ticket on Wall Street. That's a hot, hot, hot. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. What does it even mean, hottest ticket on Wall Street? I don't even know what that means. Here's, Nothing. Here's the quote. <laughs> Our flows continue to grow and dominate. That's from BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. I want to say that Dominant again. Dominant flows. Our flows continue to grow and dominate. <laughs> okay, that's about, he's Painful. talking about BlackRock's main ESG <laughs> fund, which is called no. ESGU. That or, was not a Viagra commercial. That was for an investment fund. Yeah, that's the fund <laughs> ESGU for sure. Or iShares ESG Aware MSCI USA ETF for short. That's the, <laughs> that's the full name. <laughs> that's the tagline. All right. The crux of the article is that BlackRock forced clients into its ESG vehicle without clients necessarily choosing one as a specific investment strategy or even knowing that their money has got into one. Okay. It kind of sounds a little bit like Therano Theranos, right? Uh, no due mm -hmm. diligence. Is this like taking my Subaru in for an oil change and not checking whether they're using peanut or sesame oil? <laughs> According bit. to the article, BlackRock uses ESG ratings from MSCI, which counts BlackRock as its largest customer. What the article fails to point wow. out is that BlackRock is also MSCI's second largest shareholder. Why, Bloomberg, mm. why do you leave that out? Isn't that important? Is it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, ESG aware maybe should be called ESG beware <laughs> because it includes <laughs> such companies as Chevron, Exxon, Facebook, Amazon, McDonald's, JP Morgan Chase. No puns. Uh, this is according to research from Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg. So what are we talking about here? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know why you're asking me. I just wanted to say it's the only reason why I picked this story is I wanted to say flows continue to grow and dominate and point out that Bloomberg Bloomberg is clearly going Bloomberg. to launch its own ESG ratings product, right? They're going to they're going to launch an ESG ratings product that actually will measure how good a company really is, right? Cuz cuz why else do they keep hammering away at this, Matt? I I just I don't I don't know. Um you want to segue right into our conversation piece? <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have a theme today. Yeah. Um, Wrap it up and, for us. Which, um, that was our um, blonde no due diligence news uh, today. No, I mean, wrap up the theme. Come on. Put, the, put, it, put it in a theme box. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. Look, the theme, <laughs> the theme here very clearly yes. to me is <laughs> investors will buy anything they think will make the money, whether it's um, a uh, a fraudulent uh, healthcare company that's still private, whether it's um, ESG stuff um, that they can sell, or whether it's ass, um, they will buy it Wait, if what? they think. Well, okay. I'm trying to fit the PBR one in here, the big story of the day, which was um, right. try eating ass. They'll try anything as long as they think there's something in it for them. I I do want to ask Emma um, because in pre-production we were talking about the Theranos verdicts, uh, and 
you were really upset about the fact that it was like the investors got theirs, but the yeah, the poorsies. The patients didn't. got nothing. The patients got nothing. So it the divide in the verdicts is very very stark. The there was only one more institutional body that didn't get their recompense which was a advertising company Mm -hmm. that they paid like a million bucks for advertising when they were going to come into walgreens stores in 2015 and it was whatever but then the other two people that directly got impacted by their not guilty charges were a woman who got misdiagnosed with hiv and someone who got misdiagnosed with prostate cancer and they got they that was a not guilty well, maybe because it's better Elizabeth Holmes. it's better the other way around like it was better that they got diagnosed with having a disease and not having it as opposed to not having the disease and wait and having the disease <laughs> and divide then, right Cause, carry because carry the one what, what's the harm just they were they were sad for a few months right like oh you have AIDS oh no you don't right I mean it's better it's better than yeah. not getting treatment was what I'm saying fine but how happy would you be <laughs> yes. if a purportedly reputable medical institution yes. said oh you have a potentially deadly disease and then they said and you were oh emotionally yeah devastated or whatever and you put you went to the doctor and you put time into dealing with and then all of a sudden they were like no no wait sorry um no hiv no prostate cancer yeah. you're all set i'm with you we need like uh we need some of those like uh stop and shop uh, robots to to deal and here's the problem with juries right is that they're human i mean yeah we but need that you... uh that robot at the u.s open that does uh balls in and out to to do these because how the hell is it all not guilty i don't really understand how well if they're human how do they not side with the humans involved here like the well, that's what's interesting it, is like why yeah why do you think these the the you were gonna you were gonna back up why you thought the no verdicts were so juicy because i don't see why they're juicy but why do you so, think those went to no verdict and some got guilty and what happened here so the reason that i think they're juicy because I think it is something that we are certainly not qualified to talk about here, but that doesn't Speak usually stop us. So I'm going to steamroll right yeah. ahead. She's speaking um, for herself. Which is I have two a degrees. legal I have an issue, which degree. is... I have a master's degree. They, all of these people were placed in circumstances where they could have done due diligence or they could have made different decisions if they had done their due diligence and they didn't. So they got defrauded. So in my mind, the reason it's juicy is... Do they deserve to have a no verdict it, charge or to get it thrown out because of a mistrial right. because they were stupid? Like, it's stupidity. Wait, that's the same as the people who got the guilties, though. They were also, they should have done their due diligence, too. Right? You talk yeah. about Betsy DeVos and Henry Kissinger's lawyer, right? Why did they, mm-hmm. they should have done their due diligence. Yeah. Right. So I think that the juiciness is why them and not the people where no, they were in a deadlock. I don't understand the I think the, the juiciness is. Actually, I need some not better juice. this trial at all. The, a lot of the oh. conversation centers oh, good centers around the fact that um, this is another. The basically, I saw a tweet from Professor Scott Galloway. Shout out to Scott. Um, really, do we uh, shout out to Scott? Scott? He doesn't ever shout out to us. I, he he's stolen our lines before. I tweeted Probably at him, and true. he actually stole our line on a podcast. That's not neither here nor there. He he did point oh, out that here. like. There, there of the fraud cases that have actually gone to trial, like the two guilty verdicts were women and all the rest. Martha Stewart, another blonde Martha woman. Martha Stewart and and now Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, but I think the test, the real test, is going to be Nicola 
today oh, the new go. the news dropped about Trevor Milton um because Nikola settled with the SEC um the company but Trevor Milton has been indicted for fraud for and he's had to step down effectively because he's a big fat lying jerk um who now he didn't defraud customers by rolling a truck down the hill um he defrauded investors if he goes to jail what it says to me is that we only care about who loses money nothing else and we care relatively equally about it if you lie to investors faces they really don't like that and you're going to you, the chance that you go to prison is really high but if trevor milton ends up paying a fine or not going to jail or is found not guilty then then we find out we really don't like it when women say stuff that even feels like fraud well uh, we send them to jail we're we're joking about it but but uh three of the most uh infamous uh corporate scandals or people in the last 10 20 years have been blonde women we got martha stewart probably the only person who ended up in jail for insider trading <laughs> we have uh elizabeth holmes today and we had marissa meyer yep. from yahoo who got oh, an yeah. unusual amount of attention for failing at a tech company one of eight million tech companies that fail. i know yahoo was big but it clearly wasn't all her fault blah 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 three blonde women in the crosshairs that's all i'm gonna say really don't like the blonde women um uh yeah, no, we we love the blonde women. We love all. We love everybody. I'm I'm saying courts, oh courts, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and before we wrap this up, uh, I, I got to laugh at the New York Times. Uh, they said mm -hmm. they said two things which made me chuckle. And you know me, I don't chuckle very often. Uh, it signals. <laughs> they said it. Yeah, this is in Deal Book. It says it signals the end of an era for the tech industry. Uh, uh, where the line between talk and achievement is often vague. The, the the end of an era for like faking it, essentially. We know that's not true. I don't even know why. Yeah. I don't even know what gives you the right to publish that in New York Times. I, I, <laughs> so you're predicting the future. I mean, come on. You think tech, the tech anything about this? Flows will grow and dominate. <laughs> the other thing it says is that tech world can't avoid its association with homes. Like that somehow they're stained by this. Everyone knows that's Please. bullshit too. I mean, come on. <laughs> Everyone's. I mean, I'm sorry, liar. New York Times. Yeah, I know Stop you want to be all Paul, Pollyannish about stuff, but this case. I, I, yeah, it's not going to have an effect on anything or anyone. Just stop okay. it, New York Times. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Emma. In terms of not having an effect on the bullshitty culture of startups and tech, agree. Make it till you make it. However, yeah, I did find a very interesting take um, from a UCLA law professor. Okay. The title of which is Elizabeth Holmes' conviction is actually a win for women. Can you guess why she thinks it is a yeah, win for me. women tell as me. opposed to everyone else who thinks that it was a total scourge Dying on to the tell me. past and future of female CEOs? Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm guessing oh, we're it has playing to the do game. with we're turtlenecks. Uh, win for women turtlenecks? because uh, there can never be a more embarrassing w female <laughs> CEO. I don't know. What, what's the win? Tell me. <laughs> the win according yes. to uh, Miss Stemple... Is that the jury didn't buy the defense team's argument that she oh. 
was not of sound mind to do this. So they basically were saying that her boyfriend at the time, a partner in the company, was domestically abusing her and that she was in distress. He was basically the COO, right? Wasn't he essentially the... the, Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he was was involved too and he's going to go through trial next. So it was her and then he his name is Sonny um Sonny Balwani is going into trial next and so basically the jury didn't buy their defense and so what she's arguing yes. is they tried to use like bullshitty feminism and me too to oh, sort of soften the blow and make her seem naive and not accountable and the jury didn't buy it so the reason it's a win for women is that she is actually being viewed by the jury as an accountable Great. capable woman of defrauding people yeah, sure. so, so while her she's she's mm-hmm. so she's shrill and we hate women in general, but you're not so shrill that you couldn't defraud somebody. Sorry. Uh, that's... So so what she says is they were painting her as a victim and they tried to exploit victims. They were saying, oh, she's a victim. So she defrauded mm-hmm. people. And the jury <laughs> was like, no. Well, there were no about certain, domestic violence certain of her does victims. not mean that you yeah. defraud investors of millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, except like they said she no, is accountable. Again, but they said no only four out of 11 times. I don't get it. <laughs> they I really, they, they like, basically <laughs> said no to the percentage of women that are on most boards. Really, um, if this was a... If, right. this, if Elizabeth Holmes was playing baseball, she'd be doing quite well. I mean, she, you know, seven she out of 360. 11. She's yeah, I mean, 360. Yeah, anyway, that's all I got to say. With that, I, I'm getting out of here, and so are all of you. That was Damian Rollison. I'm Alark. I'm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float Media. If you like this, we know you don't, but share it with somebody. And uh, don't be blonde. That's the lesson of today's <laughs> episode. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow when we do more Biz Nuggets. Goodbye.